Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? I believe you are ready. Let us pray together, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can come into your Word, and I believe, Father, your Holy Spirit will open our spiritual eyes to see the truth of heaven, and help us to understand who you are, how you work, and how you relate to us, Lord. Lord, we don't want just to have the head knowledge; we want to have faith. In your word, and we want to walk by faith, because we know, Lord, we receive your grace through faith. Therefore, right now, we ask you to speak to us. Every one of us who is listening to this teaching will hear from the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to teach about the God of repay or. The God of payback. Our God is a God of payback. In this teaching, we're gonna learn the characteristic of God, and not only that, we will put our faith in who He is, and we will have victory through faith. We will not lose heart. We will continue to follow the Lord. I would like to encourage you to listen to the last one. The title of the sermon called "God Will Pay You Back," and this one I would like to call the God of Payback. Actually, it's the same sermon, but I will continue the second part. We all go through undesirable situations or unfair circumstances. Sometimes, our friends desert us, even though we did not do anything wrong, or our girlfriend and Or boyfriend left us without good reason, or maybe our spouse desert us. We are overlooked at work for promotion, even though we work so hard. Or we have been doing good, serving the Lord, going to church, but we came down with an illness, unexpected illness, or somebody walked out of the relationship with us. It is easy to get mad. To get discouraged, and to blame somebody, and to want to take revenge, it's so easy to give up walking with the Lord and serving Him. But we should not think this way. Oh, this is a lot of my life. I have a bad luck. I have a bad break, and I cannot do anything with this situation right now. I am in a terrible shape. I agree. You may not be able to do anything, but we have the Almighty God, and He can. He is the God of justice. He has seen everything that you have been through. Every person who cheated you or who did you wrong, every lonely day and night you have, every drop of tear you shed after you lost something unfairly. Hebrews chapter ten verse thirty. I read one more time. For we know Him, our God, who said, "Vengeance is mine; 
retribution and the meeting out of full justice rest with me. Me mean God. I will repay. I will accept the compensation. Our God is a God of payback and compensation, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge and determine and solve and settle the cause of the cases of His people. God will pay you back. God is a just God. When you were treated unfairly, He will pay you back. It might not be fair. What happened to you? But don't worry. God compensation is coming. God is going to make up for you the wrong things that somebody has done against you. Don't be bitter toward those people, please. Those people who caused you to have failure or disadvantage. Don't think that you have to get even, because it's not your battle. It's the battle of the Lord. Last time we learned the story of the unfair treatment of the Egyptians toward or against the children of Israel, and eventually God answered their prayers. God set them free, but God is not satisfied with only being free. He paid them back. He left Egypt loaded with blessings and valuables. In Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7, the Bible promises: Instead of your former shame, you shall have twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everyone say double, double. What they had forfeited, everlasting joy. Shall be theirs. Our God can pay us back double. God is a God of payback. It's not a coincidence in the Scripture that after the heartache and pain, Job came out with twice the cattle, twice the sheep, and twice what he had. Job forty-two verse ten say, "When Job prayed for his friends after Job repented and decided to do the right thing." The Lord restored. Everyone say restored. Our God is a God of compensation, payback, and restoration. God restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. When you go through unfair situation, or somebody did you wrong, instead of being sour, bitter, angry, giving up. Serving the Lord, following the Lord, you should have a new perspective. The unfair and undesirable situation just qualify you for the double. If you stay in faith, stay in faith, keep your eyes with God, rejoice in the Lord, have the joy of faith, and honor the Lord, and don't look at your enemies or people who try to hurt you. Just keep looking at God and honor. Him and serve Him. You might be unfairly treated. Stay in faith. When God pays you back, you are not going to come out the same. Just like the Israelite, you are going to come out loaded down with blessings. And this is what happened to Jacob. He made an agreement to work for his uncle Laban for seven years. 
In return, Laban would give him his daughter named Rachel to marry. Jacob worked faithfully for seven years, increasing Laban's flock many times over. Jacob made Laban became a wealthy man, but Laban changed his mind. He was not honest. He said, "Jacob, you can marry my daughter Leah, but if you want to marry Rachel, poor guy, poor Jacob, you have to work another seven years." That was not what they had agreed to. It was unfair and dishonest. Jacob went ahead and did it. At the end of the fourteen years of hard work, he told Laban that he was going to move back to his hometown with Rachel and his family. Laban felt kind of guilty because he hardly paid Jacob anything. He asked Jacob what he could do for him. Jacob said, "I work for you a little bit longer. I don't want any money. Just let me have sheep and goats that are spotted and speckled." You can keep all the solid-colored animals. In this way, when I leave, you know that I don't take anything that belongs to you. Let me read from Genesis chapter 30, verses 27, verse 36, so you can see the whole story. Please listen to me, Laban replied. I have become wealthy, for the Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I paid it. Jacob replied, "You know how hard I have worked for you, and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. You had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I have done. But now, what about me? When can I start providing for my own family?" What wages do you want? Laban asked again. Jacob replied, "Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing, and I will continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled and or spotted, along with all the black sheep. Give these to me as my wages. In the future." When you check on your animals and you have given me as you, my wages, you will see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots or any sheep that are not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. All right, Laban replied. It will be as you say. But that very day, that day, Laban went out. And removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, or bad white patches, and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons, who took them a three days' journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. There were very few spotted and streaked animals, so Laban quickly agreed to give those animals to Jacob. He thought that this was a great deal. Laban was so dishonest again. 
he went out in the middle of the night, removed all the spotted animal, and put them in the care of his own sons. In this way, the solid color animal could mate with one another, and Jacob would not have much. Laban did not realize that God was the one who controlled the universe. When God is ready to pay you back, unfair people cannot stop him. Bad breaks cannot stop him. All forces of darkness cannot keep him from bringing justice into your life. When those solid animals mated, their offspring were spotted in color. God had the final say. He is not limited by the law of nature, by an unfair boss, or by what somebody says. Laban was shaking his head. He thought, "How did in the world this happen?" He was very frustrated. The blessing followed Jacob. Jacob left there with more flock than his uncle Laban. Let me read from Genesis. 30:37-43. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees, and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, for that was where they mated. And when they mated in front of these white-streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock, and at mating time he turned the flock to face Laban's animal that was streaked or black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. Whenever the stronger females Were ready to mate. Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering troughs in front of them. Then they would mate in front of the branches. But he need not do this with the weaker ones. So the weaker lambs belong to Laban, and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy. With large flocks of sheep and goats, male and female servants, and many camels and donkeys. Genesis thirty-one eleven to thirteen. Then, in my dream, the angel of God said to me, "Jacob," and I replied, "Yes, here I am." The angel said, "Look up, and you will see that only the streaked and speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock." For I have seen how Laban had treated you. God knew everything what happened to you. He knew all the unfair treatments that happened to you. And he said, "I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Do you, have you ever made your vow to God to follow God to the end, to serve Him, to build His church?" To spread the gospel, to make disciple, to be faithful to your church, your pastor, and to be faithful to your God. I hope you make that vow. I make that vow when I came to Seattle in 1981. 
I make my vow to God. Now you get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. After we read all this scripture, what do you understand? We understand this: God paid Jacob back. Maybe someone is not keeping his word with you like this, like Jacob, and Laban's situation. He changed his agreement. He is dishonest. Don't worry, God is keeping the records. He is going to make things happen for you. People cannot stop what God will do, but they cannot also explain it either. What God is doing for you, they will be scratching their head, thinking, "How can you be so blessed?" The more they try to push you down, the more you will rise up. The more they try to discredit you, leave you out, ignore you, the more God will cause you to shine. They are doing the best to limit you, but they don't realize that you are not on people's payroll. But you are on God's payroll. Praise God! That's happened to me so many times in my life. I preach this from my own personal experiences. Genesis chapter thirty-one, thirty-eight to forty-two say, "For twenty years, listen carefully. I have been with you, caring for your flocks. In all that time, your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years, I never used a single ram of yours for food." So Jacob was an honest man. I believe you are an honest man and woman of God too. You work hard for your company. You don't cheat. You don't steal time. You are honest like Jacob because you have the reverent fear of the Lord. You're faithful in your church, faithful to your pastor, your leader. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce. The count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. Wow, what a man is that! You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in the dark of night. I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for twenty years. He worked fourteen years and six more years. I slept in your house. I worked for. Fourteen years, earning your two daughters, and then six more years for your flock, and you change your wages ten times. Wow, Laban was not honest. I want to encourage you: don't be like Laban, please. I hope your name is not Laban. I hope your name is like Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You fear the Lord. In fact, this is a scripture I want to emphasize. In fact. If the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen your abuse. God has seen everything that happened to you, and my heart worked. Be patient. You are faithful to God for many years. You haven't seen the payback yet. Don't give up. Stay faithful. To honor God and serve the Lord, that is why He appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Let me read from another version in Genesis chapter thirty-one, verse thirty-two, forty-two. Genesis, Genesis chapter thirty-one, verse forty-two. In fact, 
except for the grace of God. Do you want the grace of God? I want the grace of God in my life. Therefore, I need to be humble. I need to be faithful. I need to receive His grace through faith. The key: stand in faith. Don't complain. Don't give up. Don't be bitter. Honor God. Stay faithful and humble yourself. You're going to receive the grace from God, the God of my grandfather Abraham, and even the glorious God of Isaac, my father. You would have sent me off without a penny to my name, but God has seen your cruelty and my hard work, and that is why He appeared to you last night. Jacob said to Laban, "You would have sent me off without a penny to my name, but God has seen your cruelty." And my hard work. That is why he vindicated me and given me abundance. Like with Jacob, God has seen what is unfair to you. He is not just bringing you out, but he will bring you out with abundance, with compensation and a payback. He has not brought you this far to leave you alone in defeat. He has been with you. The Lord said, "I will not leave you or forsake you. You have faced bad breaks and disappointments and unfair treatments. Some people have mistreated you, but that is not the end of the story. The enemy would love to convince you to leave this courage, to give up on your dream and your ministry and your faith, and to settle at where you are. Don't believe the lies of the devil." This setback set you up for a new level of your destiny. Let me share with you another story in the Bible. You see the story of the children of Israel, story of Jacob, Genesis chapter fourteen, eight to sixteen. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, Seboim, and Bela, also called Zoar. Prepare for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kedor Laomer of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Elazar. Four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the army of the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abraham's nephew, Abraham nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off. Everything he owned, but one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram, the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove, belonging to Mamre, the Amorite. Mamre and his relative, Eschol and Anna, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the three hundred eighteen. Trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedol Lamer's army until he caught up with them at Dan. 
Then he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedolomer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered. Everyone say recover. Abram recovered all of the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and all other captives. Wow! Abraham's nephew Lot was captured by the enemy's army. They took his family, all of his children, and everything that he owned. One of his men escaped and told Abraham what had happened. Abraham called his men together and said, "Lot is in trouble. We have to go and rescue him." They came against the big army, the enemy's army, that night, and attacked them from different directions. The scriptures say that Abraham recovered all that was stolen. Lot. All of his family members, all of his possessions, and all of his children. What is the interesting thing about this story is this. I want to explain to you. Lot was not supposed to be there in the first place. Lot was not supposed to be in Sodom, but God still has mercy on Lot. God has told Abraham to leave his relative and to go to a new land. Himself with his family, Abraham decided to take Lot with him. God could have said to Abraham, "This is a mistake of Abraham. He took Lot with him. He should not have done that. Lot is in trouble, but it is too bad. It is your fault. I told you not to bring him with you. But this is the God we worship, our God, whom we serve and worship." Is a gracious and merciful God. God was so merciful to Abraham and Lot, even when we make mistake, and we all make mistake. I make mistake too. I'm human, and even it is our fault. God say, "I'm going to help you, Abraham. I'm going to help you. You make mistake. Pass allow. You make mistake. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you to recover everything and pay you back. Abraham recover all." Maybe you make mistakes. I know I make mistake. Maybe you make mistake, or some of you may say, "I never make mistake in my life. I'm perfect. Uh, I cannot believe that one day, but I don't believe it now." We all make mistake, and you're thinking because you make mistake, God is not going to pay me back. I will understand if it is unfair and if somebody did me wrong. This is my fault. I brought this trouble to myself. God is saying to you in this sermon right now what He said to Abraham: "I am going to help you to recover all. Maybe you did not raise your children right. Now they are going off course. God will help you recover all of your children. You spend money that you did not have, and you are in big debt. Now God can help you recover all your finances. You did not take care of your body. You gave into addiction." And you will recover all your health, not partial recovery or partial freedom, but fully recover, fully healthy, and fully blessed. You will get it all back, all of your finances, all of your children, all of your health, all of your dream, and everything 
that has been stolen. God is a God who recovers all, as long as you repent and turn to Him and ask Him for His grace and mercy. In Luke chapter 17, verses 12 to 19, I would like to read about the story of the ten lepers. And as they, ten lepers, enter a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, sir, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go to the Jewish priest and show him that you are healed. And as they were going, their leprosy disappeared. One of them came back to Jesus, only one out of ten. I hope you are that person. After God healed you, blessed you, you come back to Jesus and thank him. This is how I thank God. He saved me. He saved my marriage. He healed my sicknesses so many times. He healed Pasadena's sickness. He healed my daughter's sickness. He provided for me a good job in Washington. I'm so thankful. And I want to do like this one of the ten leprous men. I came back to Jesus and said, God, I gave my life to you. Whatever you want me to do for you, I will do it. When he tell me to build a church, I build a church. When he tell me to produce teaching and put in the YouTube, I have done it. When he tell me take care of my sheep, I have been taking care of his sheep. When he tell me to be a good husband, I'll do it. I want to give thanks to God in my action. This man came back to Jesus shouting, Glory to God, I am healed. He fell flat on the ground in front of Jesus, face downward in the dust, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a despised Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the nine? Does only this foreigner return to give glory to God? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. In the 17th chapter of Luke here, ten lepers saw Jesus walking through their village. Leprosy is a dreaded disease. This infectious disease affects the skin. It affects the nerve of the extremities. It, it's caused by the bacteria called Mycobacterium lepra, L-E-P-R-A-E. It affects the nerve on the extremities, affects the nose, the breathing, organs of the body. So people who got affected by this disease will lose pain sensation, touch sensation, their skin will become raw, like a raw flesh, exposing. The face, hands, and feet became deformed and useless. The ten lepers called out for mercy and asked Jesus to help them. Jesus did not pray for them. He did not lay hands on them. He did not speak healing to them. He told them to show themselves to the priests. That was what they would do after they were healed normally. They were not healed yet. The Lord Jesus said, go, show yourself. They could have thought, I am not healed yet. I will not dare to show myself to the priest. 
is a waste of time. Once I see my healing, I will go. Their healing depended on their obedience. My brother and sister, your breakthrough, your victory, depends on your faith and your obedience. I tell you the truth: faith without action is not a true faith. Some people say, "I received God's grace by faith, but I'm sorry, God, I'm not going to obey you. I will not go to church. I will not serve you. I will do whatever I want." I'm not going to obey. I'm not going to love my pastor. I'm not going to love my brother and sister. I will do whatever I want, but have faith that you're going to give grace to me, my brother and sister. True faith followed by obedience. When God asks you to do something, don't debate it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't call ten friends and get their opinions. Just do it by faith, and you're going to get the grace. When you obey the Lord, the blessing. Always follows you. The victory will be yours. The scriptures say, "As they went, they were healed." I can imagine that as they walked to the priest on the way, their hands that were not working for years began to open up. Their deformed fingers began to grow out. Their missing toes began to reform. The curled-up ears began to strengthen out. The nose that disappeared from the bacteria start to grow. The parts of their body that were disfigured became normal. By the time they met the priest, they were perfectly well. These were unusual miracles, unusual payback. They seemed impossible. Doctors could not do anything about rotten flesh and missing fingers, but nothing is too difficult for our Almighty God. Like those lepers, you face a situation that looks too far gone, impossible. It does not seem to work out, but God has unusual miracles for you, unusual healings, unusual favor, or unusual promotion. And something that you have never seen in your own life, you cannot even imagine. It is something that is out of ordinary, or something that has never happened in your life before. Get ready; God will pay you back. Stay in faith. Keep honoring God. Keep serving the Lord. Keep serving in the church, preaching the gospel. Do whatever you can. The enemy might have done his best, but his best is not enough to stop God. God has the final say. Joel chapter two verse twenty-five. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great army, which I send among you. Let me read from another version. I will repay. You see, restore, repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locust swarm. My great army that I send among you. God talked about crops that His people had lost and locusts that had wiped out their harvest. The children of Israel struggled for years. They thought that that was their destiny, 
but God promised restoration, compensation, repay, and payback. Joel chapter two twenty six to twenty nine. This is a prophecy for God's people in this generation as well. And you shall eat in plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people, you and me, shall never be put to shame. And you shall know and understand and realize that I am in the midst of Israel. I am in the midst of New Hope International Church. I'm in the midst of the Bride of Christ. I will help you. I will restore the years that the devil has eaten from you, destroy you. And that I am the Lord, your God, and there is no one else. My people shall never be put to shame. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit. Talking about revival, the outpouring of the file of God. If you don't welcome the file of God, you are not following Joel chapter 2 verse 28. God said the way to bring restoration to the church or revival is the outpouring of the spirit. You need to love the laying on of hand, love the fire of God, love to be touched by God. Don't run away when I pray for you, lay hand on you. That is the way God will destroy the curses in your life, destroy and remove the work of the enemy in your life. The church that welcome the fire will see revival and will see restoration, payback, and compensation upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. Even upon the men servants and upon the maid servants in those days will I pour out my spirit. God is saying to you, I will repay you for the years that the enemy, Satan, has stolen. The years that you were mistreated by unfaithful and bad people. The years that you were lowly, sick, addicted, depressed. I'm going to repay you. You will have plenty of joy, plenty of friends, plenty of opportunities, plenty of resources. You are not only going to be satisfied but you are going to be amazed that your most high God is paying you back. Before the end of this sermon, I would like to share with you my own story. When I came to America, I could not speak English very well. A lot of people could not understand my accent. And when I was in Thailand for three years plus, I served the Lord faithfully in the Baptist church to be a preacher there, to be a, a non-paid pastor, and I work as a neurosurgeon as well. And i really faithful to my pastor, Pastor Dan and Fan Cop, missionary from Kentucky. But God said, I need to pay you back because you're so faithful in the church. I came to America with poor English accent. But God, pay me back. He gave me the job at University of Washington. At the beginning, I did not have any salary. I worked for free. But I was so faithful. I never missed church unless I have emergency surgery. I still went to church even though sometimes I did not have enough sleep. I was 
working so hard for my boss. My boss, Dr. H. Richard Wynn, sometime he called me and said, "You're wrong. You did something wrong." I said, "I'm sorry, boss. I wanted to be a good worker for the University of Washington." And then God performed a miracle. A doctor at the Children's Hospital could not go back to work there for some reason. So the Children's Hospital opened up, and I got the job at Veteran Hospital. Then my boss say, "Okay, from now on, I will pay you." God knows that it was not fair to me to work for free for University of Washington for six months. God performed a miracle to open the door for me to work at Veteran Hospital, and I began to get paid for six months. At the end of one year, I worked so hard. I will never miss church. I still read the Bible, love God, and still work. Faithfully for my boss at the university. At the end of one year, my boss said, "If you want to stay, I will let you stay. You are a foreign doctor, and it looked impossible that I can get a job because there are so many American doctors apply for the job." My boss said, "I need to pick American people first, not you. You can stay." So he gave me the contract. The contract say, "No salary." Zero. I remember that word zero on the contract. When I read the contract, wow, zero dollar salary. But God is a God of payback. I decided to stay and believe God gonna pay me back. Five days before the new contract start, something happened in the department, and my boss called me in and say, "Somebody quit the job. I need you badly. You are not only gonna be paid." But you're going to be promoted <laughs> to be the chief resident, working directly under me. The position of the top chief resident, I was from the bottom to the top in five days, and I got salary. And after that, my boss offered me a full-time job, and I eventually finished the residency at University of Washington. And God paid me back to get a good job. You see, one thing that I did. I was faithful to God. I never missed church. I served the Lord. I never complained. I stayed in faith, even though sometimes I was treated unfairly at the hospital at that time because I spoke with accent. Many American doctors put me down, laugh at me, say bad things about me. I did not react. I still loved them. I wanted to walk as a godly man. I loved all these pastors. Smile at them. Work so hard. And be a faithful workers and resident of the University of Washington, and God pay me back with high position, good salary, and eventually I graduated. You can see that. Don't complain. Don't be bitter. Don't quit. Stay in faith. Serve the Lord and honor the Lord. He knows what you have been through. He knows what was not fair. He is saying to you in this teaching right now, your payback is coming. It's not going to be partial. It's not going to be halfway, or not ninety percent. You are going to get it all back. I believe and declare that the Lord is going to restore the years that the enemy have stolen from you. You're not going to come out empty-handed, 
like the Israelites, you are going to come out loaded down with unusual favor, unusual blessing, unusual healing, unusual breakthroughs. The fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, you want to become a child of God. You want to be a child of the God of the payback, the God of justice, the God of compensation, the God of restoration. Why don't you open your mouth and speak to Him in prayer right now? I will lead you to pray, Father in heaven. You are the good, gracious God. I'm sorry, Lord. I have sinned against you. Please forgive me of my sin. I repent of my sin. I give my life to you. From today on, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He paid the price for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now to be my God, my Savior. From today on, I will walk by faith. I believe in you. I shall honor you, serve you. I shall put the teaching into practice. I put God's word into practice. In Jesus' name, and pour out your Holy Spirit upon me, Lord. May the fire of God fill me up, Lord. The years that the locusts have eaten shall be restored. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now, Lord, that you shall, Lord, give them restoration, payback, compensation, justice. You're the God of payback. You shall restore the health, unusual strong health, unusual prosperity, unusual success in the ministry, unusual. Happiness and success in the family, unusual parenting success. Lord, I believe you shall open the floodgate of heaven and pour out your spirit and your blessing upon your people who are listening to this teaching right now, and they will experience what Jacob experienced, what the children of Israel experienced. What the ten lepers experience, what Abraham and Lot experience, recover all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for spending time with me, and I would like to encourage you. Really, go back to listen to part one, and want to encourage all of you to be in the Word of God, build your faith up. We have so many series of teaching in the YouTube that you can listen when you have time. Don't spend too much time on the bad news around the world. Spend time building your faith. Listen to good teaching led by the Spirit, keys to success, or many many teachings that we produce and put in the internet. Please feed your spirit with the Word of God, and you can see victory. 
and you're gonna have faith like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you're gonna see victory, breakthroughs in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.